Okay, so Wyndham Clark made a few statements after his big win at Pebble Beach, effectively leaving the door open to possibly still make a move to live. And over the weekend, we saw his win contrasted with Joaquin Neiman's win, and yet two very different effects when it comes to the official world golf rankings. Plus, Mike, we had Neiman's statement that he made right after his win, which kind of made me start to wonder. And something that we want to dig in here is, did these guys make the right decisions? Right. Where they ended up landing? And will we see some sort of change in this fluidity between what league you end up in? And what I mean by that is right now, it's very, the, 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 seem, the seeming effect of it is very, you either go to live or you don't. Right. And wherever yeah. you land, that's the rest of your that's career. That's it forever, yeah. Right? But where you got this pending, looming agreement, we just saw the PGA Tour secure its big $3 billion investment, but yet still leaving the opportunity to continue the talks with the PIF. And it makes me wonder, if they do have an agreement, if they do come together in some way, could we possibly see something where, again a little more fluidity players are starting to on a, almost on a seasonal basis, make the move back and forth. And now again, we talked about uh, other sports and contracts and mm -hmm. how that's worked. Could we get into a situation where maybe you have a three year contract with live, uh, you know, or two years with the PGA tour. And then after that, you make the jump one way or the other. And we might just see players moving back and forth. I'm not sure, but we gotta, we gotta kind of like, kind of dig into some of these statements that Wyndham Clark made right because I think it's really telling for anybody who is right on that fence of whether they're going to make mm -hmm. the move or not mm -hmm. yeah I mean again we always keep talking about this deal and, and things are going to change but I mean right now that we're in the season and both tours are kicking off I think things are going to get spicy now yeah you know what I mean which is exciting because we will get a little more transparency I know that April deadline is looming deadlines keep looming they keep passing whatever but Wyndham Clark I think he made it perfectly clear that he's here to stay now right for a year yep. minimum 2024 season he was coached wisely my friend I think he was coached brilliantly by his uh, his agent whoever his team because I mean here's my big thing with Wyndham I think in his press conference when he was asked his question and correct me if I'm wrong uh, but it was something along the lines is he's got a lot more to do you know, yeah. like he's, he's big on legacy and he wants to get to that world number one. But I want to debate that world number one because I don't think the best players in the world are being noticed in those rankings. Right. So what does that really mean to guys like Wyndham? Does it mean like, is it just a notch on your belt? Like I got to world number one. Maybe it is. And if so, that's great. You could say that in your career. Yeah. But does it mean as much anymore? Right. Well, look, I mean, one thing that I would say for Liv is that there was a best possible case scenario this past weekend with the Sunday round at Pebble Beach being called due to, to weather. Yeah, no doubt about that. You know, and effectively <laughs> there was no other golf to watch. So I think that that kind of forced a lot of people who were looking for golf to watch who it might have been those holdouts mm -hmm. of saying like, I don't want to watch live for whatever reason. Everybody's got their own reasons. But yep. I think there's a lot of people who change the channel and I, I saw a, uh, a very interesting tweet um, which said basically there was a snapshot of the leaderboard at that moment on Sunday and you look at the names and it's like there's some big names now Huge on that names leaderboard, on the leaderboard yeah. and he said like if, you, if you're not enjoying this then you're not a fan of golf right so I think that that kind of like forced kind of like hey this is the only golf to watch at the moment gave the opportunity for a lot of eyeballs on, on live and I and what I did see too was a lot of lives arguably harshest critics in the media 
did start to come out with some good things to say. Now, they, they had some bad things to say, some things that they were complaining about too. Some said they didn't like the music. Other ones said that the team format was still too confusing to mm. them. But from a technology standpoint, you know, watching the broadcast, you got to see like the new tracer technology yeah. that they use. Now, some, again, everyone's got opinions. You guys weigh in in the comments, let us know your opinion on this stuff. But some are saying it's too much. It's distracting, like Neiman's final putt and having the putt line there and just kind of mm -hmm. wanting to instead just <laughs> yeah. have that moment then have that. But you got that. And then you've got too, which kind of, there's been so much Fast and Furious news. This kind of like slipped by without too much fanfare. But I think it was important is that Liv continues to innovate when it comes to broadcast and, and they have to because they got to get people to watch of course. but this is part of their mission so they did the deal with google where now you can watch every single player every single shot which is something that the pga tour has been trying to do <laughs> yeah you know right i will say it's easier to do with a smaller field like mm -hmm. live than a hundred and however many no doubt about it on, yep. on the pga tour there's also a certain degree of hurdles that come with that when it comes to uh having the cameras on at all times and one of those was neiman uh with his penalty, penalty yeah right uh because he was and if for anybody who missed it he was he was assessed a two-stroke penalty for an illegal drop and it was largely just because every golfer had a camera on them yeah. it's easier to kind of get you caught making hide. a mistake and right. i don't think it was intentional i think he right. made a mistake right absolutely but there's no denying that having those eyeballs that Liv did on Sunday helped a lot. Yeah, and I'll tell you right now, like you and I were content geeks, so like we appreciate good content as far as like hype reels and things like that. I mean, I I tuned in. I, I tried to compare the uh the introduction to the AT&T Pebble Beach. You got Jim Nance, the crashing water, very old school PGA Tour. Yep. Older generation, but it's it's like Sunday football on Fox. Yep. That's the feel. The other one, it was the FPV drone whizzing through Mayakoba and showing all the real good slow-mo, cinematic, dramatic, like John Rahm, this season's off-season off, off signings and all this stuff. And now, in three minutes, I was completely caught up on this league. I knew everything I had to do to, to, to yeah. get set off at... Uh, for the first event and it and and from a content perspective like it feels like they're doing the right thing there like they, they're hitting it just when is it going to click for them you know it's still my biggest downfall though for the weekend is despite you know you know yes you had Wyndham Clark and Mark Hubbard and you had a, a top five field that the names weren't as you know as attractive right. but it was still on tv for me and like you know we're on tv still I had to download the app on my phone to watch the live thing. Still a hurdle for me. Yeah. I don't have cable. I've got the YouTube TV. Yep, yep. So I see they're getting there in the content side. And I, I kind of like that. I dig that. Yeah. And that's something that's very unique to different people. I mean, I know a lot of people listen to the podcast even outside of the States and there's a little bit more broadcast in yep. Europe and stuff. But here it is in some aspects, it can be a, a little bit tougher to watch. Certainly not difficult. Not you difficult. download the free app and stuff right. like that. But it's not as easy. I, I agree with and you. We're so used to that weekend of like put on CBS, right. Fox, Channel so if you two, don't five. have cable or whatever it may be, it's not as easy as just going and turning on the television. So for right. sure. But but let's dig into this idea of, of whether or not whether or not we feel or we or if he feels that he made the right or wrong yep. decision when it comes to Wyndham Clark. So so reading the quote now after his big win, uh, which he. You, I, I can't take a single thing away from him for the fact that they no, didn't he have lit a it Sunday up. The way he played on Saturday deserves the win. He set the course record. It was he, he made every putt he looked at. He deserves that win as sure. far as I'm concerned. So 
I, I think if anything, I'm missing out on. I would like to see him go out there on Sunday, Sunday. and do it again. Yeah. Right. Right. But after the round, they started to, to interview him and, and really kind of make the question of like, you know, whether or not he made the right decision going to live. And what he said was like, I ultimately decided going to live because I felt like I still have a lot of things left in the tank on the PGA tour. And I wanted to chase records. I wanted to chase world ranking. My dream is to become one of the top players in the world. Uh, if not the top player, I just grew up always imagining winning PGA tour events. So ultimately I chose my legacy over live. And that's really what it came down to. You got to applaud that. You do. And, and you got to understand this. There's also going to be a generational thing. The, mm -hmm. Every single guy who's playing on the PGA Tour grew up watching the PGA no Tour. No doubt. Chasing That's, Tiger. Yes. Right. And that is, and they, they set personal goals in their mind. I want to play in XYZ events. I want to win. Whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. I want to be world number one. Mm. And, and that's where we, we did, a, you know, multiple times we talked about this here on the show, that there's going to be certain guys that money is not going to be the driver. I, there's no doubt that Wyndham Clark had a big offer from Liv on the table. No like doubt. The, yeah. Now, there's also no doubt that he made a lot of money last week. So money, like I said, they're making money either way. Mm -hmm. But there may be certain guys for, for whatever reason. It's a personal motivation. It is an example of his. Personal motivation of his is to get to world number one. Now, we yeah. can debate in a second whether we think that matters right. generally or not. But he grew up but always for him, wanting that. That matters. Like you said. That's yep. why he made that decision. And as it stands right now, as evidenced by Neiman's world ranking after his win, there's not a pathway to world number one at live. Not at there's all. There's not. You could go in and arguably win all four majors, assuming you were even in them, and still slide down the world rankings because every other week you're not. Yeah, you're, you're, you're just losing. Yep. Mm -hmm. So. It becomes a question is like, okay, like, did he make the right decision? Now, he went on to say this, and this is where he let, leaves the kind of the door open. He said, I don't know what the future holds in my career and what the PGA Tour and Liv are going to do, Clark said. But at least for this season, I'm 100% set on the PGA Tour, and I want to try to get as high in the world as I possibly can, at least for this season. There you go. So... Could things change rapidly? Let's say he reaches world number one. And now he, you know, he wins a couple times on the PGA tour. And now he's saying, now I do want to make the jump. Maybe there's even a bigger price that comes with that to make the I jump. I think that's over. it too. I mean, it's a business as well. And your stock is popping. I mean, think about it. Last year, he's got his first major, his first Ryder Cup. You know, stock is starting to move up. Yep. He wins at Pebble Beach. His agent says, you know, you're playing phenomenal. You're moving up. You're going to make a lot of money this year. Your stock price is only going to go up if you jump over there. So maybe his Terrell Hatton style $60 million offer will be $200 million next Could year. Be. And if it, if it doesn't, then so be it. I'm still happy where I am, still chasing records, leaving that legacy right. and playing really well and winning. Right. He's winning. But this is where I think we might see, it's possible to see an eventual tide turned, right? I think of the very young golfer now. The one who is going to grow up watching live. Correct. Take this, mm -hmm. for example. If you're a 8, 10-year-old, you know, young golfer, developing golfer, and what are you watching, right? We just know that a lot of viewership has moved over to YouTube. Mm -hmm. What golfers are primarily making noise on YouTube? Professional golfers. Bryson DeChambeau. Right? Yep. Guys like that who are... Bryson has one of the hottest YouTube channels. Yeah, going. he does. Yeah. Also, Liv is 
arguably far more intertwined with that platform than any than than the yeah, PGA no question tours, about that right and we're seeing uh you know bryson take on other live golfers on his channel and things like that now you're a kid and you're setting your personal goals maybe your personal goals aren't that I want to win at Pebble Beach. I want to win the the you know the waste management which we have coming up this week. Yeah. I want to be world number one. Maybe it's I want to have the biggest YouTube channel. I want to be on Bryson's team because he moves into an ownership role at that point. Yeah. He's my idol. You never know. Like the th- shift, the generational shift. There could shift be a here, very yeah. big generational shift. But one thing I gotta say is I gotta respect when guys come out there. And they say up front, this is my motivation. And in a guy like Wyndham Clark, he's being honest. Like his motivation is to get to world number one. That's personally what lights him up. Yeah. That's why he made that decision. Yeah. I mean, you're right. And it's funny that thinking about that shift, like maybe live is a, like a 2035 thing that just needs a decade to really get off the ground. And, the guys like Mickelson and DJ are like the next level of like Hogan and Sneeds for these young kids. You know what I mean? Like the pioneers of that new league and they're coming up. And like the only thing that maybe these young people know, these young kids know is live. Yeah. Cause they didn't even watch the PGA tour cause it was too old for them. Who knows? Who knows? Time but will tell the other side of that coin and asking the question did did he make the right decision is Jacqueline Neiman who, uh, he won. He won in outstanding fashion on Live. I, I I thought it was it was wild to see it in the dark and they're using the scoreboard to light the final decent game. crowd there too. There was. Yeah. Uh, that's a tough putt to make in the dark. Yeah, no doubt about um, it. But it, it tough putt to make in the light. <laughs> it is. But um, you know, here's a guy who's a, a again a young rising star. I think he does bring a lot of energy to that league. Uh, he won against arguably a very tough field. Yeah, you know, yeah, you easily. got you got John Rom on your heels now, you know, and you win. You, you've done something. I don't think there's any the 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 days of taking something away from it, saying it's just not as strong of a competition. I think are kind of gone by the wayside. Yeah, those so are gone. You have a guy like him. And he wins. Obviously, he's much richer today. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you win big money when you win yeah, over four there. million bucks. Yeah, right? plus whatever team money he brought in. True. So a lot of money. Win won three point six. Yep. Neiman won four. One more money. But what was his, the first thing he said on the interview? He, and and uh, what was his exact quote? But I'm not in the majors, yeah. Neiman said. And that was received as we would think it would be received. Yeah. Very split in opinions. I'm reading through some of the comments on Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it today. <laughs> right. you know? But it was two things. It was... People backing him up of saying, like, yeah, it's ridiculous. How could a guy who just won against that field not be in the majors? And then there's the whole other side saying he knew what he was getting into. Yeah. He knew it. Like, don't come crying to me after you've made a decision full well knowing. There was no one who surprised or shocked you here. Mm -hmm. That being said, we don't know everything these guys know. We don't know if. Some of the guys we've always said, and you've made the the case many times on the show here of like, maybe these guys are being fed certain information that we're not privy to. Maybe when they were recruited over there, they were saying, Hey guys, we're getting official world golf rankings. It's coming. Yeah. Don't worry. And now they're, it's not, you know, we can talk about that right, more in a yep. second, but there's a big part of the crowd that says, you know what? You made your decision. Don't complain about the majors. Don't, you know, you, 
you, you know what you got yourself into. Of course, yeah. And he's a guy who's just going to continue to slide down no matter how many wins he accrues until there's some sort of world ranking. He's going to keep sliding down the, and, the thing and he's going to be out of majors. And live guys like him, there's literally no way you can make it in a major unless you qualify at either the Open or U.S. Open. But right. as far as Masters and PGA Championship, they, they, Neiman's got no shot. <laughs> he's Well, he's got a shot, but it's a lot harder. It's like you're saying, like, you still, we, we've, we've seen in the past that, that the, the U.S. Open and the Open Championship, as of now, and he, say you can still qualify yes. in, doesn't matter. Neiman would have to go through the qualifying process. Arguably the way he's playing, I think he could do it. Do it. He yep. could qualify his way in, and then based on his performance there, he could possibly earn a spot in the next Masters. You know? yeah. What if you qualify yourself your way into one of the Opens, you win it, now yeah. you're exempt for five years. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So you, it, the, the roads are not closed completely. Yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah. So it just, it just kind of begs the, the, the question of like, do they make the right decision? Is there some hesitation on either part? We know now the reasons why each guy, we're taking these two cases because they're two perfect cases to kind of examine. Neiman on the one side and Clark on the other. They both won last week. They both made... Clear decisions. They had the opportunity to play in either league. They made clear decisions where yep. they were. Right. Did they make the right decision? And it all boils down to there's some give and take, but they're there for a reason as the reasons we kind of discussed. Right. I want to take a quick break right there. I want to do a word from our sponsors. Then I want to come back and I want to talk about these world golf rankings. Because the other interesting thing that we had happen last week is both were three-day events. <laughs> yeah. Right? Right. So – it's because of weather. I get it. But you had to call the final round. So they were both three-day events, and one had official golf world rankings, and the other didn't. We talked about the strength of field. So there's some more to kind of talk about there and see, is there really a pathway there for, for Liv to get world rankings? And yeah. does a guy like Neiman almost have a point saying, we need that, we, I should be accruing rankings. I should be in, you know, in those majors. Yeah, because I'd like to dive into those two top fives yeah. of the weekend. Yeah. Okay. So let's dig into that. Let's just do a quick word from our sponsor. Sure. Dude, lately we've been hitting some bombs in the sim, man. I know it's winter, but like we're still doing well. We're hitting the ball far at our, our age. You know, like <laughs> at our age. At our age. <laughs> we get older, yeah. but the, our, our, our drives are getting longer. And we owe a lot of that to Ripstick uh, and speed training in general. I mean, we use Ripstick. That's our preferred speed training. And they're easily the ultimate golf speed training aid that comes with it comes with eight different weight combinations but it's all in this one stick that's that's what i love about it it allows you to, to conveniently switch between underload and overload training and it's just a fancy term for swinging less weight or more weight as you train for more speed so to make speed training even easier, what I love about Ripstick is they've created a free app. It's That's your accountability partner. That's your coach. And that's what we all need. Uh, available on iOS and Android. And this app, it provides a step-by-step -step guide on your speed training journey. I mean, it takes the guesswork out, really. Uh, and that's what's cool. It tracks your progress along you know, the way. So you want that. It's keeping you accountable. It's letting you know when to work out. And what's great about it, it tells you when you need to break. That's what I need. I need something to just, just walk out. me through the whole process. Exactly. You know, at the end, I'm, I, I just swing fast. That's it. And, you know, we've been using it now since October. Um, we're just shocked at how little time it takes. It's, it's three times a week. It's 15 minutes a day. I mean, come on, how easy is that? So the idea for this is just to not only help you hit it further, but also at the same time help you hit it straighter. And they've mastered that. So you got to check out Ripstick. And we're offering an awesome coupon, 20% off the Ripstick uh, uh, sweet, the Ripstick. 
swing speed trainer that's a mouth there you go that's a mouthful right there yeah. so use our code get 20 percent off site-wide and start out driving your buddies on every tee shot go check it out and guys the title is t-series irons they offer that enhanced feel improved turf interaction and really more consistent looks for that easier transition between blended sets now if you guys saw i did the fitting i ended up with a blended set myself and what that really did is it let me leverage the technology that's through that t-series line and really get the type of things like ball speed carry distance land angle everything that i needed throughout the bag and fast forward eight months later and i just i have never looked back the performance has been so incredible for me specifically i love the t150 irons they are hands down the best irons i've ever played and they just go through the turf like butter and yeah, really i'm crispy man. It, and you know it, it yeah. ends up with a lot of forgiveness you know mm -hmm. even just if i catch one a little bit fat like it just cuts through that turf and i end up losing almost nothing on it and then where i need a little bit more ball speed you know my longer irons i move into those t200s and it just absolutely jumps off the face but guys i can talk about my own experience all i want but you got to really see it and experience it for yourself so go to titleist.com to learn more about the t-series irons but more importantly schedule your own fitting because it was really under the guidance of a great fitter that i was able to understand how to best use that blended set and how to really best leverage the technology in those t-series irons for me so schedule your fitting make a commitment to do it this summer trust me if you're anything like me you won't look back either and guys the hydro series from footjoy we've talked about it a lot here on the show we love it i mean their line of rain jackets are designed to protect players in everything from light mist to heavy downpours and i don't think it matters what time of the year it is or where you are in the in the world or country or whatever you, you can't escape rain i mean you're gonna have that that bucket list pebble mm -hmm. you know i was thinking the other day if you book pebble and it's raining you're, you're not playing. giving up you're playing yeah. so like we have uh, this technology just rolled up in our golf bags the hydro series provides the ultimate protection and i mean they're lightweight designs they store simply i mean i love the fact that we just roll it up we stuff it in there on our golf trip we don't have to think about it we just pull it out if the mist or rain starts to come down uh and like i said you, you, there's no escape of rain so you need this stuff go check it out for yourself they've got an incredible lineup a huge lineup in their hydro series from thicker material to lighter i mean the technology is insane what they think about when they build out this apparel go check it out for yourself go to footjoy.com all right so getting back into it real quick i think we're, we're gonna get we're, we're again we're, we're seeing the development of how the, each league is going to kind of settle into its own rhythm like you mentioned before you've got a lot of the tradition that's on the pga tour pebble beach jim nance yep. you know again guys who grew up as we said earlier watching the tour the official world golf rankings and and all of what that brings and even a, a degree of familiarity like we said sure. we just know we put on the television on sunday you know it's there there it is yeah. i know what three I'm to watching. six boom right yeah, yeah exactly there's a familiarity there's there's all that type of stuff no different than like you said watching football on sunday um on the live side we've got great advancements in technology yeah no um, I, from the, the way they do their shot tracers as you said the, the whole flyover is it's it breathing some new life into the game in a different way and then you've got a very much a developing you know leaderboard where consistently week after week you know you're going to see some big names in golf playing against each other but the I think the great separator, the great differentiator, and that is exactly evidenced in what we talked about today here, is official world golf rankings. Yeah. You know, ultimately with 
uh, Wyndham Clark talking about choosing legacy over live. It really boiled down to him wanting to be number one in the world and world golf rankings. And then on the other side, Neiman after his win saying, you know, but I'm not in the majors that boils down to world golf rankings. So it's becoming a kind of an age old question, but let's kind of like put it to the task here. Do you think that live will, will get that will get world rankings and if they do, will it be something they earn on their own or will it be part of this pending agreement between the two? I leagues? have no idea how they're going to do it. Like, you know, like even part of me was thinking like, do they get their own kind of world rankings for like team golf? Like, I, I don't know how they're going to do it. Are they going to bring them back together somehow? And if so, how are they going to do that? I know it's been the age like old debate since Liv started, how they're yeah. going to get it. But for me, it just seems like, like, just again, looking at this list, I was just like, as I was coming in here, I was looking... 216th in the world, Dustin Johnson. Yeah. 167th, Bryson DeChambeau. Right. But 6th, Wyndham Clark. I'm taking anything away from Wyndham. He's great. Yeah. But, but, but what you're saying there is why a lot of people feel like the official world golf rankings are no longer valid because of those names. The question I'm wondering, and I've been wondering this from the start, and you guys can weigh in in the comments as well on this, but would it really be an issue for Liv to just make it four days you know, like, what? why not? Why keep it to three? Like, if, if that was truly, at this point, all that was holding you back, and you have the needle mover on Liv has been John Rahm. Sure. He's been the one who, in a lot of ways, has validated it. He's been the one that's right. caused a lot of attention right. and guys like Rory to kind of switch their tone. And he's been calling for it from the start. He wanted four rounds, you know? If you got internal voices saying that, if you got external pressure, official walk off rankings, I don't think that Liv loses the identity that it's trying to create mm -hmm. by making that one simple change. I think if it retains, I think to me, I look at the core values of Liv and I think I'm, I'm kind of deriving these from, from Phil Mickelson's recent interview on uh, the Pat McAfee show yeah. where he said some of the core values were making sure the field is stacked every week with the, the players that guaranteeing the fans and the sponsors that they're going to see certain players. Exactly. Right? So it's right. not as fluid as the PGA tour shotgun start, meaning that you're going to get to see all the golf in four hours and you're not there all day. Mm -hmm. Right. You can retain those things. Sure. And still just add another day. And to a certain extent, it's like as viewership ultimately starts to grow from live and as, um, attendance starts to grow from a revenue standpoint. Why not add another day? Right. Why not go Thursday through Sunday? Right. Right. So do you, do you think that that could see, be something that we could see happen? We always debate why Chick-fil-A is not open on Sunday too, right? <laughs> well, we know why Chick-fil-A is we not know open why. on Sunday. We know what their principles and everything. But no, I, <laughs> I, I, I think that that would be their easiest, lowest hanging fruit to potentially their, their, open their pathway to get those rankings. And like you just said, for all the reasons you just labeled, why not just make it another day? It doesn't affect anything in the schedule. They aren't live because of live. I know it's like the whole 54 thing, yeah. but they could get over that. You they know, could definitely get you know, it. It's still called live golf to me. I, I, the number 54 doesn't really mean much to right. for, for us as watching it. Right. So um, I think why not just make that it? And, and you know, is that what's holding up this agreement? Or is it part of the agreement? Like, is it what's it being to. ironed out? 
Like, I, why not give everyone world rankings? Let you guys go play your team live golf with right. your thing. We'll play our PGA Tour. Everyone can play the majors because the world rankings and golf will just be this enormous powerhouse sport. Right. And be the most watched thing and out that, there. That's where I do think that there is a world or a future where these two can live together. Sure. And what I mean by that is like they'll appeal to slightly different audiences, all those types of things. I wonder if when we hear the final announcement of what the agreement is, it's that the and the PGA Tour even sways it a little bit this way of saying, okay, Liv is also going to get world rankings mm-hmm. as part of this agreement, but they must move to four, four rounds in order to equal and level the field out. Now, there's also the no cut aspect of it, which... I don't see going away because I think the no cut is part of those core values, yeah, so to speak, so. that, that uh, Phil Mickelson Four hours, it's done. Everyone's done. And now because of the no cut, what they're saying with the no cut is that it guarantees that the player you want to see will be there on Sunday. Absolutely. If you can't take the day off work on Friday to go see him, if your ticket is for Sunday, you're guaranteed to see him, even if he's in dead last. Love it. Right? I think it's smart. I don't think no cut is something that necessarily matters for official world golf rankings. You know what I'm saying? I I think like if you come in dead last, there's got to be a vehicle for that somewhere in the points. If you finish in 74th after Friday on the PGA Tour, you're obviously getting cut. But if there was no cut, there's really no shot that you're going to make any damage in the world ranking points anyway. Well, that's just it. I think I think what some people get hung up on is let's say you get cut from a PGA Tour event. You really you don't get any world rankings out of it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I think some people might be like, well, it's not fair for a guy at Live to come in dead last, fifty something, and because he finished the tournament, he gets some world he ranking gets points. Some. But to me, that's like okay, we got mathematicians who can work on this. Yeah, we could figure that. We out. can be like, you get you know an equal amount almost to getting cut on the PGA Tour. Right. Like maybe at live, you got to come in the top 25 or something. Which I'm sure they would be thrilled with. But, but yes, right. But, but there's, yeah. so there's got to be some sort of vehicle. There's for people it. out there for that. Here's the people. There's lots there's of people who can handle Not us, but yeah, they're not us, but they, they can handle that. <laughs> it, just yeah. to me, though, like I said, it, it comes down to I, I wonder if that's it. And I wonder if there'll be some give and take where. Liv will say, we're willing to add an extra day. We're mm-hmm. not going to change the cut. But And again, where's there some fluidity there where they can get? Because I, I think we talked about a lot of the things that we, we feel like are or aren't sustainable in the current setup. And I think one thing that's not sustainable is live to continue the way it is and not get some sort of world ranking points. Because you do think, like when you see Neiman's win over that leaderboard to get to fall in the world rankings after having that happen seems, from a common sense standpoint, as unsustainable and, yeah. and wrong. Right. Right? Right. I'm actually, you know, I'm curious to know what you guys would think about this. And by the way, we do read all the comments on the YouTube, on the video, and maybe we'll shout some out on the show, maybe. But I'm curious, like, if you're putting this together, like, how do you think that they're going to get these uh, rankings? What's your pathway? Right. I want to know your scenarios, because, like, we're painting all these ideas. But I love what you guys chat down below because it, it, it's, it's eye-opening. You know, it makes us think about things and like, oh, yeah, maybe that can happen and all right. that stuff. So, And I think that's what we, we've tried from the start to remain very open-minded. Of yeah. This is a very fluid and ever-changing and weekly changing yeah. thing between the way the tours come together. And ultimately, what's really, I think, best for golf is to resolve this in one way or another. Yes. So like Mike said, let us know. And, and also let us know in the comments, do you think these guys made the right decisions? 
You know, Neiman mm-hmm. on his side of joining Liv and Wyndham Clark of sticking it out on the PGA Tour, did they make the right decisions? Because, uh, again, this is it. Just we're, we're really starting to learn that it's no black and white. Yeah. And every, every single player is going to have a very independent personal decision when sure. it comes to that and it's it's really no longer just money there's so many other factors to weigh in so let us know in the comments and uh, subscribe wherever you get your podcast we'll see you in the next one